Welcome to another episode of The Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. Quentin won't be here today. It'll be just me. Um, he had something he had to do today. So I'd like to talk about the my personal power rankings for the NFL through week four. So there's some teams. It's still early. There's some teams that are starting to separate themselves a little bit from the pack. So I kind of want to look at that. My number one team in my power ranking is the San Francisco 49ers. They're 4-0. They have dominated everybody they've played thus far. They even managed to beat the Arizona Cardinals, a feat that the Cowboys could not seem to figure out. So San Francisco is definitely my number one team for power rankings right now. And to be honest, they're probably the number one team in the NFL. They, the only team that they didn't just straight up dominate beginning to end was the Rams. But, I mean, that game really was... It was a close game, but the Niners pulled it out. You know, nobody's perfect. You're not going to blow everybody out every game. But right now, they have definitely separated themselves from the pack. San Francisco 49ers look good. They have uh, a win over the Steelers, the Rams, the Giants, and the Cardinals. The matchup that I'm looking forward to is this weekend against the Cowboys because those are the top two, well, they're two of the top teams in the NFC right now or the Cowboys and the 49ers. So that'll be a pretty good matchup. I'm ready to watch it on Sunday and see how that comes out. It's the Sunday night game on NBC, so I'm definitely going to uh, have a look at that. The Niners have dominated opponents with their defense and their offense with those playmakers they got in McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. They're, they're a complete team, uh, front to back, defense, offense. Like they're, they're a complete team. Barring any catastrophic injuries, they're definitely going to continue their, their dominance in the NFL in this season. A surprising team that's separating themselves right now is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Bears. They lost one game to the Eagles. And then they beat the Saints. So Tampa Bay is 3-1. and one. Do I think they're a top team? No. But they're definitely 3-1. and one. My second team in my power rankings of all the NFL right now would probably be the Philadelphia Eagles. They're 4-0. And, oh. and they have beaten the Commanders, the Buccaneers, the Vikings, and the Patriots. And the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year, so... I don't think that uh, it's a far stretch to have a number two in the power rankings. My number three team, I'm a little split on this one because Buffalo and Kansas City have both shown some weaknesses. 
over here. Just because they're defending Super Bowl champ, I'm gonna go with Kansas City as number two or number three in my power rankings, and Buffalo would be right behind them as number four. Uh, Buffalo did have a misstep against the Jets, but then they came out and dominated a Miami Dolphins team that had just scored 70 points and over 700 yards the game before. So, they're the. Buffalo's bounced back in a big way, and they're back to being the Buffalo Bills that we've seen the last couple of years under Sean McDermott. So you have Buffalo and Kansas City at three and four. My number five, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens, a Cleveland team that came out hot and beat the Bengals, dominated the Bengals, dom they beat the Steelers, or sorry, they lost to the Steelers, they beat the Titans. Uh, the Ravens pretty much dominated them beginning to end. They won 28-3. They completely shut Cleveland down. And Bal Lamar Jackson looked unstoppable in that game. Cleveland couldn't find an answer for him. So Baltimore is my... Uh, number five team in the power rankings. Next, I'm gonna go with the Dallas, uh, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys would be my number six team in the rankings. They did have the misstep against the Cardinals, but I still think the Cowboys. They look good this year. I think that they're gonna make a pretty good run. They're gonna win some games. They will be in the playoffs. Um, I just think right now they are playing at a pretty high level. And so they're worthy of of that pick. So that's that's my top five. Number six. I'm gonna have a surprise here for most people this year, but I told Quentin a few podcasts ago that I thought Detroit would surprise some people, and so far they have. The Detroit Lions have been rolling. And they are my number six team in the power rankings. They started off the season by beating the Chiefs 21-20. First game of the season. They lost to the Seahawks in overtime. A tough, tough loss there. But they dominated the Falcons and they dominated the Packers last week. So Lions are looking good. And they could even move up in those power rankings in the next few weeks. Because that defense looks good. Offense looks solid. The Detroit Lions look really good. They were my pick to win that division, and nothing's changed. I feel like they will win the NFC North and make the playoffs this year. So I got the Lions at number six. After that, it's kind of sketchy, but I'm going to go Miami at seven. They have shown that they are a good team this year. They will more than likely make the playoffs. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Broncos. We'll continue the game. They dropped 70 points and over 700 yards of offense. And then, obviously, they lost to the Bills last week pretty convincingly. But they, uh, they've they shown that they can play. And when they... I think the Dolphins are, are definitely one of the top 10 teams. So they're coming in at number seven. After the Dolphins, it's kind of iffy. 
But if I had to pick a team that I thought would come in at number eight, I'd probably pick Tampa Bay there. I'd make Tampa Bay number eight in those rankings. I know they're three and one. Actually, let me let me take that back. Seattle would be the number eight team at three and one. I think Seattle's a good team. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Geno Smith again. We talked about him reinventing himself uh, in Seattle. He's having another great year in Seattle as the quarterback. I don't. I I think Seattle is going to be fine. They look good. Kenneth Walker looks good. DJ Metcalf looks good. I mean, they're Zach Charbonnet looks good as a backup to Walker. Like they they look good. I think they're going to be fine. They have a decent defense, and they have a good offense. So I think Seattle is number eight. Tampa Bay would be my number nine team in the power rankings right now. And if I had to pick somebody behind them at number 10, I think I would take Jacksonville. Jacksonville looks pretty good. They had a – they beat the Colts pretty soundly. They lost to the Chiefs, but that was actually a close game for the most part. They did lose to the Texans, which surprised me. I didn't think they would lose to the Texans, but I think the Texans are starting to find their way. So they may move into my top ten for the power rankings in the coming weeks. Um, they dominated the Falcons last week in that game. We'll see how they do against the Bills this week, but the Jaguars will be in my number ten team. And that's just based off the way these teams have played, who they've played. Um, they just to me they look really good, and that would be my top ten teams going into a week five. As you all know, the NHL has started. We got uh, we've played uh, several games so far. Right now. There's no one team that's kind of broke away from anybody yet. You got the LA Kings at 7-5. and five. You got Anaheim. And you have the uh, Calgary Flames, 6-4. and four. Edmonton, 6-3. Winnipeg, Colorado. That, that, that's all really close right now. We'll, they'll have to play some more games to see who kind of separates themselves. Um, that's too close to call right now for, for hockey. But there are a few teams that are looking good. Uh, Washington's looking good. Pittsburgh Penguins are looking good. Philadelphia Flyers are looking pretty good so far. New York Islanders are looking good. Uh, Carolina Hurricane are looking good. New York Rangers are looking good with only... Uh, But it, it's it's early. You it's nobody's really kind of separating themselves yet. We'll have to see what happens. Dallas doesn't have a loss yet, so they look really good. The the LA Kings are five and one, and the Flames are four and one. So you got a couple of teams look good early, but for the most part, it's kind of too early to call that one. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks with uh, the NHL. Take in a couple of those games and see how that's looking. The 
WNBA Finals will start on Sunday, October the 8th. It will be the Liberty versus the Aces. I'm excited to see that matchup. I'm excited to see Asia Wilson continue her dominance and see if she can finish off this great playoff run she's had by winning the NBA Finals Championship and maybe even the NBA WNBA Playoff MVP. I'm really excited to watch those those finals there for the WNBA. We had a couple of the wild card games play last night in the MLB. The Rangers blanked the Rays, which surprised me. I I thought that Tampa Bay would win that game. We'll see if they can bounce back in the next game, but I was really surprised they got they got beat four to nothing. That was I thought Tampa Bay had a really good chance to win that that series with the Rangers. We'll see what happens going forward. The Twins beat the Blue Jays 3 to 1, which also surprised me a little bit. Um, I'll see how that one goes, but I, I thought the Blue Jays would, would win that also. Diamondbacks beat the Brewers. That was a little expected. Diamondbacks have been hot. Me and Clinton talked about if they took that that hot streak they had into the playoffs that they could make a pretty good run and be pretty dangerous to some other teams. So they won 63. Not a surprise. The Phillies beat the Marlins 4-1. That one, not necessarily a surprise, but I thought that the Marlins and Phillies matched up pretty well. So I thought either one of those teams could win that wild card series between the Marlins and the Phillies. We'll see how that goes going forward. I was a little surprised it wasn't a closer game, but I think it will be going forward. I I don't think the Phillies will sweep the Marlins, but we'll see what happens. I don't think any of these series will be a sweep. I I don't... We'll see. I don't think they will be. I think they'll all be pretty good series, except for maybe the, the Diamondbacks and the Brewers, but you never know. That one may turn out to be a good one also, but I just think the Diamondbacks are hot right now. They got hot at the right time at the end of the year going into the playoffs, and they've continued that hot streak into the playoffs. So I think the Diamondbacks will be kind of hard to beat, at least in the first round. Look forward to watching the uh, whole series of the Rays and the Rangers. I still think Tampa Bay can win that series. We'll see what happens tonight or this afternoon when they play at 2 o'clock on ABC. We'll see if the Rays can't even up that series at 1-1. One one. Same thing with the Blue Jays. They play at 3.30 on ESPN. We'll see if they can't even up that series against the Twins. The Diamondbacks and Brewers play at 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN2, and the Marlins and Phillies play at 7 o'clock on ESPN. I'm excited to watch all those games and see, see how they end up. See what's uh, how the playoffs go going forward. The Baseball is weird <laughs> because 
you know, in baseball, you can be hot one day and then just lay an egg the next day because you, you're just either you're not hitting or your pitching is just not on point. So for me, baseball is probably the one of the harder sports to win in just because, you know, sometimes pitchers are better one day than they are the next. You know, sometimes batters see the ball better one day than they do the next. And so it's always hard to gauge or predict what team is going to win just based off of the fact that, you know, it's all about how well you're hitting, are your are your pitchers, are the pitchers pitches, you know, on point, are they painting the corners of those boxes, getting those batters to swing. Um, sometimes, you know, you have all that going on and, and you're on a hot streak and you win it and sometimes one side of that coin is struggling. And so you're not doing so hot and you're not winning. So baseball can always turn in an instant from one day to the next. So that's why I think all these series will be pretty good series to watch. And I don't think anyone's going to get a sweep. Because just my personal opinion, baseball is a little bit harder for teams to sweep games than just because of the you know, your pitching and your batting. And just sometimes guys bat better one day than they do the next. And same thing with the pitch. You know, and it's hard to, that's hard to see coming. You know, you don't. And you have your days where, take for instance, you know, Aaron's Judge smokes three home runs out of the park, and then the next day he might get one hit for a single in the game, and that's it. Like, that's that's the struggle of baseball um, for a lot of players and a lot of teams. Like, it's, you know, sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. So I'm interested to watch those games again tonight and see how they go. Watch some of the excitement. I'm excited to watch the the. We have the Corn Ferry Tournament in Newburgh, Indiana. Um, myself and Quentin are going to try to make it this weekend. We'll see if we get over there or not. Um, we'll try to do that in between watching some uh, college football games this weekend. But uh, I did score some tickets. I hope I get to use them because I believe this is the last year that they're going to play the championship in Newburgh, Indiana. So I'd like to drive on over to Newburgh and see if we can't catch a, a little bit of that, that tournament, watch some of those golfers, and watch that championship series. Uh, Quentin should be back for the next episode. He may, may or may not be. He's out taking care of some stuff right now. So it just kind of depends. But I know he's excited to do his uh, NBA preview for the upcoming season. And he did want to talk about some of the MLB playoff results. So when he comes back, we'll be a couple of games into the wild card. And we'll kind of talk about how that's looking, who's going to advance and who won't. <clears throat> but uh, I'm excited to uh, you know the NHL just started, so I'm, I know we I talked about a little bit bit of that earlier in this podcast. 
I'm excited to take in some of those games now. This is the fall, so obviously sports. The fall, there's way more sports in the fall than there is the summer. And so there's a lot of sports to cover in the fall. We would do our best to cover them all, the best that we can, and kind of keep you guys updated on what's going on and what what we think is happening and what we think is going to happen in the future. So again, we'll continue to, to monitor the NHL and the WNBA. WNBA is almost over, obviously after the finals, but the NFL and the college seasons are in full swing now. And the NHL is now starting, so NBA will be starting soon, and then college basketball, so me and Quincy are going to be busy, busy, trying to keep up with all this to give you guys all the, the stuff that's going on and happening. The last thing I kind of want to talk about is I've seen a lot of things in the media lately on Fox News and ESPN, and they're talking about how the the coaches are getting together in college football because they don't want Deion Sanders to win. They want to beat him. I mean, all the coaches want to beat each other. And as far as not liking what he's doing about bringing the celebrities to the game and stuff, I don't really think the coaches care. It's the fact that the media is giving them all the press coverage when they haven't really won anything yet. You know, all these other coaches, they they get all this backlash from the media when they can't win their ranked games or, you know, when they can't win the games that they're supposed to. And they get all this negative media. And it just seems like the news outlets refuse to give Dion any negative media or anything. Like, it's always, you know, playing him up, playing him up, playing him up. And I'm sure the other coaches get a little frustrated by that especially when they're winning it should be talked about in the media and they're not because everybody's talking about little wayne being at a colorado game i mean that's great and all i'm, I'm glad that that dion's doing his thing he's not afraid to do his do him and be him and that's great and all but i mean at some point you got to call it what it is and he's just you know he's not one of the elite teams yet. He may be in the future because, yeah, maybe that glitz and glam will bring some recruits to the table. But even right now, Colorado's recruiting ranking for the 24th class is not that great. So the glitz and glamour aren't working yet. Maybe they'll flip some, some stars before signing day, early signing day. But right now... Unless he dips into that transfer portal. You know, these media outlets are all talking about, yeah, he's bringing in the recruits. He ain't bringing in the recruits yet. His current class, 2024, is ranked number 76 in the country. With three four-stars and five three-stars. So... The only people he's drawn in are transfer transfer portal people. So, um, I don't know, but I know there was some big 
a big pushback on Dan Lanning's speech a couple weeks ago when Oregon beat Colorado. For me, I didn't have a problem with it. That's competitive edge. That's competitive spirit. Uh, he said what he had to say to motivate his players to go out there and play the best that they could play. I mean, Dion does it all the time. Nobody blinks an eye, but another coach does it, and all of a sudden, oh, they're disrespectful. I don't think it's disrespectful. That's just being competitive. Um, saying that they're playing for clicks and his team's playing for wins, hey, that's fine. You know, if, if Dion didn't like it or, or you sports analysts don't like it, then don't play it and don't listen to it. But that's nothing but one guy getting his team ready to play a game in a pregame speech. And he didn't ask the media to be in there. The media asked him if they could be in there. And he said, sure. So he didn't ask any of those guys to be in there to record that speech. They asked him if they could be in there. So if you guys want to get mad at somebody, get mad at your media partners who were in there recording the speech to begin with. You know, that's a pregame speech. That's between a player, the players and the coaches. So if the media is in there recording it, then whatever happens, happens. Can't be mad at it. Got to let it go. You know, if that bothered Dion in any way, then all I could tell him is, hey, start recruiting, boss, and get to the point where you can beat Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. You got a long way to go because they're already established and you're trying to establish Colorado. So what I would say is, you know, focus on getting them young kids in and getting better and getting to the point where you are being those type of teams. I think they will. I think they will get to that point. But as far as that speech being disrespectful, I think that's silly that some of these media members are coming out saying that that speech was disrespectful. I don't think it was. Uh, not one bit. I, I mean, people give those types of speeches all the time. They just don't get recorded in the locker room. So... I think that's silly. I think that they're making much ado about nothing. It was just a pregame speech. Who cares? Let's go out and play the game. It was up to the Colorado Buffaloes to win that game, and they couldn't, just like they couldn't win the USC game. And so, you know, that's two, two opportunities that they had to beat a ranked team to show that Everybody should believe, and they couldn't do it. So until they can do that, then they're still just the Colorado Buffaloes. And Deion Sanders is just the famous coach who's getting a bunch of famous people to come to the games. And that's about all I got right now. Um, that's all I got for today's episode. I thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys listening and downloading. We hope you continue to listen and do so. Don't forget that we're on most podcast platforms, so please download, please like, please follow us. Um, please subscribe. We appreciate all the subscriptions, all the downloads. If you don't like podcasts, we also, or you have friends who don't like podcasts, but you like to recommend our show, we do have a YouTube channel under the same name, and we have a Facebook page where we post all our episodes. Uh, but that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.